some people may say 2022 has gone by and is going by quick, faster than a speeding bullet. But let me tell you this, 2022 is going by the speed that God has set it to go by. To you, it may seem like things are flying fast. Some may even feel like things are going too slow. But God has designated 2022 to take place at the speed that he has ordained it to take place in order for some things in your life to manifest. Transparent moment. There have been some things that I have been praying for for years. And it's not that God does not answer your prayers. We first must understand that when we pray, the first order of business is that we must know that if it's his will, then it will be done. In the Lord's Prayer, it teaches us that thy will be done. That means, God, whatever your will is, let your will be done. Letting God's will be done is something that I had to understand. I knew about it, but I had to understand it when my grandfather was sick in the hospital and we were praying for healing in his body. But it was at that moment when I saw the situation not changing. But I realized I can pray for his healing, but the state that he would be left in might not be beneficial to his children or grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And God showed me to pray that, let thy will be done. That exemplified everything that I wanted for my grandfather. Yes, I wanted my grandfather to be healed, but that moment that I prayed over my grandfather and I said, let thy will be done, O God, his will was that, yes, he granted him a healing, but his healing was not on this side of earth. His healing was to be transitioned with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we have to understand what thy will be done is first. Second, when we pray and we see things that's going to happen and we're asking God to do this and to do that, after asking God's will to be done, there's some things that we must get in order. If we're asking for God to increase our finances, we have to show God that we are obedient with the finances that he has already given us. We talk about a new car, we talk about a new house, but are we inviting people to our home? Are we keeping our home clean? Are we giving rides to church with our car? Those are things to look at. After praying and you ask God for his will to be done in the area that you need it to be done in, Make sure that you're being a good steward over what he has already given you. 
I can be a drug addict or an alcoholic. And I ask God to deliver me and set me free. But if I keep hanging around the drug addicts and alcoholics, then what good am I doing to myself? I'm still being consistent in my old ways. As I've heard some older saints say, you can't teach a new dog old tricks. And you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You see, there's some things that that God requires of us before his will is done. Now, the catchphrase to that is his will be done. Because we could be praying for a new house, a new car. We could be praying for a spouse. But the thing is this. His will also means his timing. It might not be in 2022. It may be in 2023. It may be in 2024. We don't know. But we know that God will will be done. He will answer it in due season. His season, his timing. So let's not get weary while we're waiting on God. We have to keep trusting him. We have to keep believing him. Oh, and one of my most favorite things to do is just keep trusting him. Keep praising him. Keep worshiping him. Nobody said that it's going to be easy. Nobody said it's going to be hard. But truth of the matter is, there are some things that you have been praying for. There are some things that you have been waiting on God to do. And let me tell you, I feel it in my spirit because it's going to happen. It's going to catch you off guard. And the only thing you can do is lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. You're right on time. You did not leave me. You did not forsake me, even though it may feel like he left you. It may feel like you're walking this battle all alone. There's going to be days and nights where you just cry. Days where you don't know if you're going to make it. Sometimes you're not even going to know if you see the end of the rainbow or the road. But God... If God has brought you to it, trust and believe he's going to bring you through it. And it's going to happen when he says it's going to happen. There's not a doubt in my mind that God is not going to do what he said he's going to do. You see, God has given us so many promises. He's given his children promises that we shall live and not die. Even though we're going to die in the physical, but in the spiritual, we're still going to live. He has promised his children a home over in Zion where the streets are paved with gold. He has given us everlasting life. And there's some personal things that God has promised you. The one thing I love about rainbows. And people have taken rainbows 
out of context these days. A rainbow does not represent pride. A rainbow was placed in the sky after the flood when Noah built the ark. See, we got to go back to the Bible to understand some of these symbols that we're using and know the real meaning of a symbol. God didn't place that rainbow in the sky to represent pride. God placed that rainbow in the sky as a promise, a covenant that it will not flood. He will not allow a great flood to take place like it did then when Noah had to build the ark and he took two of each animal and his family and placed on the ark. The rainbow represents a covenant. It's a promise that God's will will be done. It is indeed a promise. So there are some promises that God has already ordained, that he's already promised you. Timmy and Susie might not know about it, but I promise you, if he told it to you, that's all that matters. You don't have to run like the wind and share it with somebody else. He told you, I promise to get you out of this financial situation. I promise to get you out of this bad relationship. I promise to get you into a new home. I promise to make your financial situation better. God has already promised these things to you. And if he has promised it to you, there's nothing that you can do about it. Trust and believe. He's going to do it just like he said he would do it. You just got to believe. You just got to have faith. You just got to keep trusting. You got to keep serving. You got to keep praising. You got to keep worshiping through it all. Yes, it seems like the attacks of the enemy is on you. It may seem like you can't win. It may seem like every time you turn around, something is going wrong. And guess what? It may be so, but that is God's will. It won't always be like this. Trouble will not last always. Better days and brighter days are ahead. Speak it into existence everywhere you go, every room you walk in, in your house, in your car, in your job. Speak it to people every single where you go. But most importantly, when you speak it, you must speak it with authority. You must speak it like you believe it. You must claim it like it's already done and it is so. Yes and amen are the promises of God. We believe that God will do just what he said he's going to do. And it's going to happen. So get ready. It's on its way. Trust 
and believe. God will do it for you. And he will do it in his season. And when his will will be done in your life. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. In addition to Domestic Violence Month, in my opinion, domestic violence does not get the spotlight that it deserves. A lot of people tend to think that domestic violence takes place in a home between a couple, man, woman, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. But what they fail to realize is that domestic violence affects the entire family. Sometimes the spouse might not be the trigger or the anticipated target. It could be a pet, it could be a child, or it could be anyone else living in the home. But yet, domestic violence affects everyone that lives in the home. Sometimes we as people, we cause ourselves to get into situations. And at the end of the day, we have to make a decision, a decision to act whether we're engulfed with rage or to fight our feelings and walk away and be, be the bigger man. It's not always easy to walk away. Sometimes things get escalated, objects are thrown, fists are being punched into bodies. But yet and still, that doesn't make it right. Majority of the time, some situations we cause on ourselves by adding fuel to the fire. Well, what do you mean by that? Let's be real honest and real open. I was involved in a situation sitting down with three of my four children. One of my children lives in Atlanta, which makes her not available. However, she and I were texting. The other two were in and out of the conversation and doing their thing. The third one was attempting to clean the dishes in the kitchen when it was questioned about her birthday. So she said what she had to say about her birthday. She called a spade a spade. She didn't sugarcoat anything that she had to say. She was open. She was honest. I heard what she was saying. But let me explain this. 
the conversation did not involve me. It was between her and her dad. I'm a bystander. I know the conversation because I heard the conversation. I know what was said and I understood what she was saying. You see, people who have an addiction problem typically can't see their way. They can't see what they've done and they think that what they have done is right. And truth of the matter is you are wrong. That's all my daughter was trying to convey was that you, her dad, was wrong. So the conversation went on for about 10 minutes. And I'll be honest, I was sick and tired of hearing the nagging. Not just between her, but between him. Dude, grow up. You're a whole grown man. You're 42 years old. Why are you going back and forth with a 16 and a half year old? But nevertheless, she walked away. She continued to do her chores. The situation was over. It was asked of me what was said. I repeated what my daughter said because I was there when it was said. Again, because people have an addiction, they're too blind to see if they're right or if they're wrong. They're too blind to know what they said. They turn their ears off. Why? Because the addiction has closed ears and closed eyes, making them blind and deaf to the fact that something was said. And yes, they said it, but they don't remember what they said, how they said it, and what they were doing when they said it. Ten more minutes pass. Still interacting with the other two kids. You know, talking to the third child while she's in the kitchen. And texting my fourth child, who's in Atlanta. All while looking up some things online. You, Her dad calls her back into the den. He starts the argument back up about the birthday. So you would not allow her the opportunity to talk. She continued to talk about it because you were constantly cutting her off and not hearing what she was saying. Sometimes if we shut up, excuse my French, if we shut up or if we close our eyes, close our ears, we can hear what someone is saying to us it's simple sometimes we may be right we may be right but we need to be able to hear what's being said we may be wrong but we need to hear what's being said That's the biggest problem with adults. We don't always hear what people 
is being said. And the next problem is that we have as adults is that we, we can't admit when we're wrong. We'll admit right all day long, even all around the situation when we know in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies, and in our souls that we are wrong. We have convinced ourselves that we are right. And the person is wrong. Even when the person has evidence and witnesses justifying that you are wrong and not right. But needless to say, the conversation went on and it escalated. This is where we have to be careful and know domestic violence and not sweep it under the rug. It escalated to the point where my daughter's father got off the sofa, jumped in her face and was pointing in her face. Then out of nowhere, this man, 200 plus pounds, grabs her. Mind you, who she's sick. She had just had a major asthma attack over the weekend and was rushed to the emergency room. Had a follow-up appointment on yesterday and she has the flu. So this 200 plus pound man grabs a 120 pound 16-year-old girl. My 17-year-old daughter jumps up, grabs her sister. My 9-year-old son, I'll repeat that in case you didn't hear it. My 9-year-old son grabs his dad by the arm to try to remove his arm off his sister. He then is trying to sling him off, but I was able to jump in between him and my daughter and wedge myself so she would not get the brunt of the attack. No daughter should ever feel attacked by their parent. No daughter should be attacked by their parent. No matter how mad you are, no matter how angry you get, no matter how things may seem, you should never, ever attack your children in that way. Now, that's domestic violence. Let me explain to you that it could have went a different way. It could have went a different way if you had not been inebriated. It could have been a different way if you would have just listened to what your daughter had said. It could have went a different way if you would have just admitted the faults that you were wrong and not right. It could have went 
a different way, but it did not. Truth of the matter is, when people have an addiction, whether it's drugs, sex, or alcohol, these addictions take over their minds. They don't always know what is going on. They feel like they are the victim when they're not. I'm quite sure we all have had some type of issue with things in our lives escalating in ways that we didn't anticipate for it to escalate. But we have to, once again, know and understand domestic violence. It can be triggered by anything and it can happen to anybody at any time and any place. But if you are a victim or know someone who's a victim of domestic violence, please get help ASAP. Remove yourself from the situation. Now, that's just a synopsis of my story. And you may ask questions, but don't worry. Things are in control. There, God gives us wisdom and there are things that have been put in place as well. So there's no need to worry. No need to fret. My children and I are safe. One thing I can tell you is that when you know the power of God and you allow the Holy Spirit to move and you allow the Holy Spirit to come in your way, the enemy will not have reign over you and your children and your household. The Bible talks about that demons must flee at the mention of his name, his name being Jesus. Let me explain it to you. That moment last night when I called on Jesus, the demon fleed. He left. I walked through my house. Every room that my children went in, I stood in quietly and said a prayer over them. I checked on their mental status. I checked on their physical status. I checked on their emotional being. Prayed over them and covered them that they sleep. That they don't let this trouble them. Because I know trouble don't last always. Then, I told my son, who's nine, whenever you're with your sisters, whenever you see something happening to your sisters and it's not right, your job, just like you did last night, is to protect them. You protect your sisters at all costs, by any means necessary. That is your job, to protect protect your sisters. 
his response was his job is not only to protect his sisters, but to protect me. Understand domestic violence is real and it does exist. But truth of the matter is this. The writing is on the wall. Look at the triggers. It does not just affect men, but it can affect children as well. Guys, I love you to life. This has just been a brief synopsis of domestic violence since it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Have a great day.